Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise you is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to, well, I guess, just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. And Nidhi, we always mention that... um, our listeners should feel free to rate us on iTunes. We hope that they do. It'd be nice. Hopefully they're falling asleep. Well, if they're not, I do want to mention this, Nitty, because someone said this to me. We want to put a little warning. This is our first warning of our podcast. Do not operate heavy machinery and do not listen to our podcast when you're driving. I, You know what? That's... Yes, you're right, Marco. Maybe we should actually have that on our marketing copy or our website copy because, uh, you know, the last few episodes uh, where we've had some special guests on, I've actually fallen asleep to them. So Nidhi actually told me that it took her three listens to get through a particular episode. I won't say which one. No, yes. But you kept falling asleep. Yeah, so success. We are recording tonight's episode from Nidhi's new home. Yes, my beautiful new place, which I am very excited about. Um, it's got a, you know what, it's got a bit of a recording style to it, uh, I guess. You know, the neutral walls mm-hmm. and... This desk is perfect for it. So it we're is. recording, once again, from Toronto at Nitty's new home. And I want to mention that Nitty made me a chai tea. And if you listen to past episodes, Nitty has always promised to make me a chai tea from scratch. And because we're in her home, she took out a mortar and... Pestle, or do you say pestle? I believe it's pestle. It's actually per- supposedly pronounced pestle, even oh. though it's spelt pestle. I got into a huge debate about this with Melissa D'Agostino, who we'll have on the show. I believe it was her, with regards to the proper pronunciation of mortar and I say pestle, she says pestle. You, our listeners, can be the judge. Tweet us at Listen and Sleep on how you pronounce mortar and its accompanying word, I guess. I won't say it again. You figure out how you say it. But Nitty took took this out and you started to crush or pestle, I guess, cloves and cardamom. cardamom and you grated some... Ginger, fennel, 
Cinnamon. Cinnamon, and you boiled it all up in a burner that you said was too hot. It, you know what, Marco? I'll be honest. Now... I think it's fantastic. It's not my it's not my best cup of chai. It is certainly the best I've ever had. <laughs> well, thank you. It um, chai is one of those uh, things, or, or or the way that you make it. You really need to um, let the spices simmer and infuse and right. move up to a boiling point. But this being a new burner, kind of boiled a little too soon. I so. See. I still need to work at it. I think the next time we record here, I will make you another cup of chai. Amazing. And you can compare it to this one. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about when I was in India, and all I wanted to do was get a chai latte, and no one would let me. The closest thing I got was a cardamom tea. Well... A chai latte doesn't exist in India, so that's oh, one thing. Okay, maybe that's why people look to me <laughs> like it. But also, you wanted you wanted a chai from like the chai wala on the street. Yes, nobody would let me have no, it. No, because you would have been violently ill. I disagree with that. I think my constitution... <laughs> I wouldn't I, even have a chai from the chai wala on the street. Well, actually, maybe you would have been okay because you're boiling the water to such a what, high degree. That's what but, I say. And I feel like everyone's like, oh, when you go away... Don't drink the water. Don't eat the fruit. Don't eat the ice cubes. No, so in India, though, Marco, <laughs> I can kind of attest to the fact that you don't want to drink the water or have raw fruit. Uh, actually, I don't know about fruit, but they used to say not to have salad in, like, restaurants because, or, like, raw food okay. because you don't know how the... Um, they've like, been washed. They've been washed. And if there's water on them, And I right? once got very ill. Well... I'm still sad that I didn't get my tea off the streets like I wanted. Perhaps one day when you are, you and I are in India, you will you will help me make that dream a realization. I will. Okay. I will do that for you. But um, I'm going for my motorcycle license this weekend. Now it's funny when you say that, Marco, because when I think when I first met you, mm-hmm. my impression was not. This guy must drive a motorcycle. Right. And I think that when like people think about people who have motorcycles, there's an image that you might have in your head. Um, and so I guess the question becomes, what was it about a motorcycle that you gravitated towards? And I know that part of the answer is that you don't really have a traditional motorcycle. I've never wanted to drive a motorcycle. <laughs> I'll be honest, a little bit they scare me. I own a scooter, and I've always loved scooters, and I've always wanted to order, oh, sorry, own a scooter. But in this province of Ontario, you need to have a motorcycle license if you have a scooter that goes over 150 cc's. So not those um, electric bikes that you No, if you have see. an electric bike, which my wife has, you can drive it without, as if you had a regular bike. Perfect. But when you have a motorized scooter, you have to get a motorcycle license, which is a little bit weird because I think they should have a scooter license for people who want to just drive a scooter in the city. That's not the case. So we have this graduated motorcycle license, which requires you to do a written test, and then I believe within 90 days, you then do a bit of a road test where you get your M 
so the M1 would be the written license, the M2 is the driver's license, which you, you have up to three years to get your regular M, so the graduated license, so that you have the full license. So the first time I got it, I had the M1 and the M2, and I lived a time lapse, which means I couldn't get my M license because I didn't graduate it in the amount of time that the government allots you to. So this time around... So did you have to go back to zero? Getting, I had to get uh, do the written test oh, and then do, um, once again, the little driving test, which is like, you know, they put a couple of pylons and you have to sort of circle your way through them and there's a part of the test where you go from point A to point B within a certain amount of seconds. You have to do it relatively quickly. It's a little bit silly and it's pretty easy to get. So there you go. The next test requires me to go on the highway with my scooter and go in excess of 100 kilometers an hour. I know. Does your scooter even go that that it fast? It does, but I'm a little bit not wanting to go that fast on a scooter. I don't think it's wise, but that's going to be part of my new test. And I'm a little bit like, really, really, I have a scooter and I have to get the same test that a motorcycle, that a proper motorcycle like a gets. Harley Davidson. Even just a Yamaha or BMW or, Yamaha. or okay. you know, you name the motorcycle. So describe your your scooter. So I've seen your scooter. It's kind of like a red Vespa. Yeah, it's kind of like an old school Vespa. It's actually called Stella. So okay. it's made by Stella. And I've had quite a few problems with it. This this Stella that I got for some reason had issues and I blamed the company. It's a, a lemon. Stella um, is a lemon. It's a little bit of a I would I would caution people if they're gonna get a scooter, do your due diligence. Okay. Did you take the Stella out for like a test drive when you bought it or how does it work with the scooter? No, you the just... place I bought it, and I'm not gonna name them. Of course. Um, you bought it and then you, I had to wait, I think about five months for it to come in which was ridiculous Wait, it was coming from italy it was coming from india oh, so well, I, I, can, don't... <laughs> I can kind of see where this is going well it's interesting so stella bought out a factory in india that was making vespas old school looking vespas and we like the look of the old school looking vespas and that's what we wanted but to purchase one of those like 1960s vespa was going to cost a great deal of money because you're buying this vintage scooter, etc., etc. Sure. So rather, we decided to purchase a bike that was essentially a Vespa stamped in India or made. When I say stamped, I mean like like the production was made in India, where all they did was change the name from Vespa to Stella, but you were getting this old type of Vespa that was still manufactured in India, which was no longer manufactured in Italy because the Vespas they were manufacturing in Italy have a new sort of modern look to it. Follow? Gotcha. So we bought this Stella and we loved it. And there was a mosquito in the... Oh, I wish I could remember exactly where it was. In some sort of flap that distributed air to the vehicle that there was a bug. It wasn't necessarily a mosquito. Like a dead bug? A dead bug. A dead bug that was trapped in, in some little hose that distributed air. And we were having all kinds of problems because of that. And that supposedly came from where it was manufactured. And then I just had to 
uh, replace the speed. I feel like that's how like in in sci-fi movies viruses are spread around the well, world. It's like contagion right there or I'm something. I'm telling you. So that was one of the issues we had. Now don't get me wrong. I love riding the scooter. I love the look of the scooter. It's a beautiful I, scooter. I just don't like the problems that came with it. Of course. So And it was not a cheap scooter to purchase, let's say. So, anyways, I've got a little bitter taste in my mouth, shall we say. And now I've got to do this test on... Tomorrow I'm taking the in-class test. I don't know what that's going to... Or the in-class lesson, let's say. I don't think there's a test with that. So this is the in-class lesson for you to be able to take the scooter on the highway for the actual practical lesson. No. So I could take the test through the government, like, you know... I don't know even what we call, what the U.S. would call the DMV, the Department, Department of It is the DMV in no, the, it's in not the States. No, it's not in the States, but what do we call it in here in oh, Canada? The, the, um, in Quebec, it's the SAQ. Right. Here, it is the... Ministry of... of I know, we're, we're both terrible. We're going to sound... It's through Service Ontario. Yes, all I it, can is. Tell you. it okay, is. It so. is, essentially. I'm, I'm certain there's listeners right now getting upset rather than relaxing because they're like, don't you know that the name is the Ministry of the... We're also talking about the Ministry of something or the right. other on here. Oh, you know who we should be asking this to? Who? Our vehicle expert, Dale Boyer. Oh, who we've yes, had. of she course. Would know. So shout out to her. Anyway, so basically, I decided to take it through a course. So I registered with a course that was highly recommended. And part of getting... The last part of your mo- motorcycle license is you take an in-class lesson, and you then on the Saturday, on the Sunday, I'm going to be taking the vehicle test. So I was looking at what they require, and one of the things they require is a leather jacket or a motorcycle jacket. No, do yeah. they really? Mm-hmm, because we're going to be going really fast. Oh, if, on the highway. I don't have a I don't have a leather jacket. I have a fake leather jacket, but I don't have a leather jacket and I don't have a motorcycle jacket. So between now and Sunday, I've got to get my hands on a leather jacket. Now, my dad has a leather jacket that my father-in-law gave me that I didn't want to wear that is emblazoned. It's kind of like, a you know, those jackets that have the company name on it. Beautiful leather jacket. It feels soft like butter, but I'm not one to wear anything that's got logos on it. So I gave it to my dad. So I'm pretty much outing myself to my family. That you are. The I was gift just I about got. to say, you just re-gifted your father-in-law's gift to your f- father. Right. My dad Did liked it. Did it have like the Symbian sta- uh, like logo I'm on it? I'm not going to mention what <laughs> name it had on it. Um, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to divulge any more of that information because I already looked bad on this particular episode. I think we need to talk to your uh, father-in-law next time he's uh, on the show about said jacket. I'll let you do that. But we are, Marco, um, in the Queen West area of Toronto. And in this area, there is a ton of thrift shops. And actually, I was walking down the street the other day, and there was a thrift shop full of jean jackets and leather jackets, which to our listeners who might not know Toronto very well, is indicative of just how hipsterish this entire area is. Um, So finding a leather jacket in this area won't be difficult. Uh, I also have a leather jacket, however. Would it fit me? I'm going to go ahead and say probably not, but I think we can try. Listen, 
I wouldn't have a problem with it. I often, this is something you probably don't know about me, Nitty, but you know how you buy inexpensive glasses and you lose them. I recently lost my good pair of Armani glasses, oh, sunglasses. No. I left them in a restaurant in Edmonton. Don't want to talk about it. It's a, it's a, it was a pork restaurant that didn't have brunch and that's why I left. So anyways, I'm not going to talk about it. The pork restaurant didn't have brunch. It was like all pork items and it was a Sunday at 11 and I went into this restaurant and I was all excited because I was going to have like bacon and bacon and eggs and pulled pork and in my mind I was going to get a pulled pork eggs benedict that's what I wanted they didn't have it all I could get was a hamburger or something so I left in a fury not in a fury I just left I thanked them and I left and I left my glasses there of course karma so then I've been buying these inexpensive glasses and a pair that actually Dale Boyer's dad gave me from the Honda Racing because he was working the Formula One in Toronto. The Indy. The Indy, sorry. Thank you, the Indy. Because the Formula One's in Montreal, right? Yes. Or New France, as some people call it. Yes, we were discussing how. And it's like, you know, Nitty, you're actually from New France. We got into a whole discussion, but that, we'll talk about that if not in this episode, another episode, because I'm an upper Canadian. So. Of course. We, um, she had these white glasses that I was wearing that I love that, that her dad got me from. And they were just swag glasses that said Honda Racing on it. And then they broke. I think one of the passengers that my wife was driving stepped on them. Because my wife apologized, but she didn't say what happened to them. And so that's what I suspect. Passengers that she was driving. We had some people over oh, and she was I driving see. and someone, okay, I, I suspect someone stepped on it. Okay. I won't, I won't mention names, even though this is like, this seems to be the episode where I'm just calling myself and everybody out on stuff and just get, this is the episode where everyone gets in trouble. <laughs> so all, all it was this... probably though, we should say Marco, mm-hmm. if it was someone who has been visiting your home in the last few weeks, then it may have been one of the guests that we've actually had not, on this You're podcast. not helping me at all <laughs> through this episode. So let's let's just leave it there. All right. So I've been losing and breaking glasses for the last, I don't know, five years. So when I'm driving in the car, I don't have any sunglasses. But Amanda has a ton of sunglasses. So I'm always wearing her sunglasses when I'm driving. And her sunglasses are very... Um, Feminine? I don't even want to say feminine, but very, let's say non-masculine. Okay. So I'm, I look a little bit like what you would think that Elton John would wear driving his car <laughs> is what I'm, and sometimes we're going to a wedding, so I'm wearing a suit or whatnot. I'm wearing these large, dramatic, dramatic glasses, right? And I don't have a problem with it. I really don't care. I'm like, they shield me from the sun. I'm totally cool with it. But sometimes I'll get strange looks from people beside me. I'm like, I'll turn to a man and be like, why is that guy looking at me so weird? And she's like, look at the glasses you're wearing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot. So I, I don't have qualms about wearing stuff that... No, but I think glasses... So most glasses are kind of have a bit of a unisex flavor to them. They're not really masculine or feminine. But I do think that like sunglasses are a part of someone's personality or glasses in general, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when you are taking on the sunglasses or glasses of another person the frames just somehow might not look right on your face like with the structure of your face or but more 
with the personality of, of who you are. Sure. So someone who's really comfortable wearing big, dramatic, bold glasses that might not look have the same, I don't know, flavor in sure. someone who has more, you know, standard muted frames, let's say. Right. Anyways, back to getting my motorcycle license. Yes, please. I'm going to be driving my scooter on the highway at some point on Sunday. So I need to get myself a leather jacket. Do you need leather gloves too? I have leather gloves. Okay. Why do you have those? I, I, I believe I have the driving gloves. Like oh, Okay. Well, you know? if I can't find them, I'll be, I'll be getting those. Okay. Boots. Boots? Yeah. I've got the boots. The high boots. Okay. And jeans that are not ripped are some of the things that they require. Well, I think you can fire that, find that. Oh, yeah. That's fine. I'm wearing these jeans. I have a rip, but you can't really see it. So, <laughs> But we won't get into that either. So do they examine your wardrobe before you go out? On... I would imagine. And the helmet has to be an approved helmet, which I agree with. Yes. Um, you should... Do you need glasses, though? Sunglasses? Uh, you know, I used to have goggles with my helmet, and I can't find them. I don't know. I've got to look if I need glasses. Do you need a scarf? No. Oh. I think scarves are kind of dangerous when you're... You've got to be careful with scarves when you're on. Oh, I guess you're on the highway. Let me ask you this. When you got your driver's license... Yes. What was it like? Did you pass the first time you got it? I did. And uh, I will tell you this, Marco. I was... Uh, I had taken... Uh, so I got my driver's license in Quebec... Uh, where you took the written test mm-hmm. and then you had, I don't know, what was it, three, six months or something to do all the lessons for the practical component. Okay. Um, and then you were able to take the practical test. I went there, uh, and so the way the practical test worked was uh, we booked a time and then my driving instructor drove all of us there and there was like three of us taking the test around the same time and so he drives you there you take the test and you'll come back mm-hmm. on the way there um there was one person who was uh considered like a shoe in to get this test and then there was me who he kind of kept i don't know try to pep talk me he was like your coach yeah, like, it's okay if you don't get it on your first try. It's okay. Like, a lot of people don't get it on their first try. Right. You know? Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes sure. these guys have quotas and they... All that stuff. I just want to say Ministry of Transportation. Ah, uh, okay? that would make sense. There you go. Um, so we end up at, at the, the the DMV or the Ministry of Transportation mm-hmm. or the SAAQ um, in Quebec. And uh, I take the exam, and by the and I was really nervous that he would that the guy would ask me to parallel park because mm. I wasn't good at parallel parking. But the only you're pretty awesome at it now. I, I am. Is it because in Quebec it's tighter spaces, and in Ontario you're the parallel parking you've got more because I, don't know. I think you're a good parallel parker. I'll you know say. what? I think it's because when you're learning to drive, at least at that time, you did a lot. You did the perpendicular, like backing into a space, mm-hmm. but you never really practiced that much of the parallel parking. I see. Because I think you only needed to. Actually, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I was afraid they were going to ask me for parallel parking. The guy didn't. He was really nice. At the end, he was like, you have excellent control of the vehicle. Don't forget to check your blind spots when you're running around, when you're turning corners. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, interesting. That seems like a big deal for me to not have checked right. that. But he was really sweet and passed me. 
this was shocking to my driver's instructor, my driving instructor, driver, driving instructor, um, particularly because the girl that he thought would pass failed. Oh, I know. We're really. Do you know her name? Because we should. We no, should really I don't. Out, since this is the episode where we're like, I know, getting everybody in trouble. Um. Well, I went back home. Um, at 16 years of age and mm-hmm. walked through my door and told my mom I passed my driver's test and she had a look of like shock and awe I can only describe wow. of, of like she she literally said I didn't think you were actually going to pass that wow no one had faith in you nobody had faith in me so that is how I got my driver's license. Well, listen, I've driven in the car with you, and I think you're a great driver. Well, that's great, because let me tell you the end of this story, Marco. Oh, no. Oh, about no. three months later... Here we go. This is the episode where everything comes out. About three months later, mm-hmm. I hit a taillight on a car. Oh, no. At the age of whatever. I'm sure there's a statue of limitations on this, I'm sure. hoping. It was a taillight... And I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. It was that blockbuster video. Mm, they don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. And I uh, I booted out of there. Wow. I know. Did you damage their taillight? I can't remember. I'm hoping not because oh. it's an awful thing to do. You're a horrible person. I am a horrible person. I once took my dad's car. And it was the company car. And it was a really nice car. And I got nine of my friends in it. Oh, no. <laughs> How big was this car? It could comfortably fit four. Legally, it could fit nine. Uh, legally, it could fit five. <laughs> I had nine in it. It was Halloween, and I just got everybody to pile in my car. This is not... I don't advise this. No. I don't recommend it. I was wrong in every sense of the word. So I'm just fessing up to, you know, my stupidity as a... 17 year old and I bumped it against something so there was a small little notch mm-hmm. in the fender and never told my family just parked the car and um, maybe two weeks later my dad came and said I think someone in the supermarket bumped my car because there's a little bit notch in it. I was like that's terrible supermarkets are the worst <laughs> no. yeah. so I wasn't really lovely about that what oh that that's i think that's amazing because um how else are you gonna get out of that situation really you just have to pretend it didn't happen i shouldn't have gotten behind people do i just want to say say this out loud do not exceed the number of people that your vehicle that's dangerous that's dangerous and i don't recommend it and it was dumb of me and do not listen to this podcast while driving or operating heavy machines what's the what's the heaviest machinery you've ever operated Oh, good question. I, I'm guessing a car, really. I haven't operated like a truck or bus or anything like that, or a tractor. How about you? I operated a truck with a trailer of, I don't know, 150 bikes on the back and like 25 bucks, 25 buck bikes on the roof. <laughs> Through Europe, it was insane, and I had to counter steer. Oh my gosh! With all these bikes, but I should not have been allowed to drive this. But supposedly, did any of the bikes ever fall off? 
No, no, they were secured. And to be quite honest with you, knock on wood, I had no issues uh, driving in Europe. I scraped the side of a <laughs> of a building a little bit, but it was through a very narrow street in in southern Italy, and the window had been scraped so much by our vans that their their blinds, their vertical blinds, were dented or like contorted because of it. There was no way going through the space without without, without any, doing without that. doing it. So it was acceptable in Europe. Marco, so since this is the episode where we are talking about all things that are to be revealed, what is the okay? What is that thing that you like that lie you told as a kid? Where looking back now, you're like, my parents totally knew that was a lie. Well, I have to say that it was definitely the oh, you know what, Nitty. We've reached the end of our show, so <laughs> I will uh, save it maybe for another time. Excellent. Until then, we were glad that you uh, followed us along here on the Insomnia Project. As always, our show is produced by Drumcast Productions. And we hope that you uh, will listen and sleep. Follow us on Twitter, rate us on iTunes. Until the next time.